The content of this podcast is personal opinion of the hosts and guests and is not to be taken, interpreted, or perceived as medical advice on the practice of medicine. I want to do that. So if you want to do more of those episodes, I'm down for it. And Animal I'll put on there. a wig or I'll, co- I'll color my hair. She'll get I'll, like a fake mustache. I'll put on a fake mustache. <laughs> I'll do whatever you need me to do. Hi, welcome to the Aesthetic Podcast. I am your host, Aesthetic Ann, R-N-C-A-N-S. And I'm your other host, Sarah, with no letters after my name. Oh, you have M-O-M. M-O-M-G-I-R-L. <laughs> welcome back, everybody. We are going to start off this episode with a review like we do every week. And this review comes from Amanda Kate 77 She gave us four stars, which we'll take. Woohoo! Yay. Thank you, Amanda Kate 77 Amanda <laughs> Kate, not plural. Oh, Take away the S. Her review says, I love your show. I'm learning so much listening to you and your guests. I want to propose an idea of opening a hotline with listener Q&As, as well as allowing other providers to chime in on Ooh, your topics. I like that idea. She said, I'm just an aesthetic and enthusiast, but I want to pitch that idea. P.S. I've turned a couple of my close friends onto your show, too. Keep up the good work. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Amanda. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I love that idea. Um, you know, it's a podcast. We kind of don't do it live. And, and when we record, it's not always the same day, same time. So I don't know. But it doesn't have to be live. Make something like that happen. Yeah, it doesn't have to be live. But here's the deal. Our Instagram DMs are always open and you can voice memo. You can voice text in DMs. So shoot us a voice memo in Instagram and we might play it on the show. Oh, my gosh. You can voice memo in DMs on IG. Yes, Boomer. You can do that. <laughs> Boomer Sooner is what you're talking about, right? No. At Aesthetic and RN on Instagram, send us a voice memo. It can be a review. It can be a question. It can be a positive critique, criticism. Yeah. Just make sure you say five stars somewhere in there. We'll take it all. We take feedback. Just try not to be hateful. Thank you, Amanda. That was really great. Okay. So moving on to today's topic, we are talking about lips, baby. Lips, luscious lips. And we're talking about big, fat Two juicy lips. Why the heck would anyone ever want to dissolve their lips? That is a great question. And there's there's several reasons why someone would want to dissolve their lips. Or they may not want to, but the injector may suggest it because it would be in the best interest of the patient. And, of course, the patient may be freaking out. But, yes, there are times that we need to do that in order to get the patient's lips where they need to be. And I don't mean that there's been a vascular occlusion or that the patient just doesn't like them. I mean, some people walk in my office and I really wonder how in the world they can walk around having looked in the mirror with lips that they have. Isn't that all just personal opinion though? Like they might love it. They might like their lips. uh, You know, you used the term busted one time when you were talking about somebody's lips and I didn't see them, but that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like, Someone that walks in my office and they're like, yeah, you know, I just, I, it's time for my lip filler again, ready to get it. And their lips are just completely busted. And okay. But there's a difference. What I was talking about is like uneven and flipped out, but like, what if someone just has big lips and they just like that? That's not busted. That's different. No. And they're just like more, give me more, right. give me more filler. No, give me more. I mean, we're talking, there's a difference between big lips versus Somebody's lips that are, they're overfilled. They're they've been up. getting multiple fills 
and they're just messed up and you need to take it all out and redo it. And so let's go over why we would do that. Okay. Well, so number one, it is becoming standard practice in our industry that somebody who has had filler in their lips two or three times on that third or fourth time, we dissolve what's in there and kind of start over. What do you mean two or three times? Like over the past, like I get one and then like a year later I get another and then a year later I get another or like two or three times they like just filled up and you're like, whoa, 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 let's stop and take it out. It can depend. Because it dissolves after like a year, right? Well, that's what patients are told. That's what patients think, but not always. And that's why we have to go in sometimes and dissolve it. So for instance, myself, I actually have had filler in my lips probably four times over the last 10 years. And I ended up dissolving my lips about two months ago and starting that process because I didn't even recognize it myself. I actually had another injector point it out to me. Some of my original filler, which was Juvederm, and it's an excellent product, and none of this reflects anything bad about the products. It's just... It's not them, it's me. It's it's not you, it's me. (laughs) But what can happen is the product can migrate, or sometimes... The they're like peace out. We're going south for the winter. <laughs> they or migrate. They, they go north for they go north <laughs> for the for the summer. Like move away from your lips. Yeah, yeah. Um, or sometimes when people have just had too much product put in their lips, um, older women. I see this a lot. They don't like the lines above their lips. And one of the standards used to be to put filler in those lines like the smoker's lines, and people, we call them smoker's lines, even though people have never smoked. It doesn't mean you smoke. It doesn't mean you smoke. It doesn't mean you smoke. It's like water bottles, drinking from a straw. Yeah, just puckering a lot. It's going to cause those lines. And one of the standards was we would put filler there. And I personally, for the last couple of years, haven't been doing that. I like microneedling that because people can get a buildup of filler over that upper lip. Well, what happens is that buildup over the upper lip, then forces that upper lip like down. Or when you're, even if you do Botox and try to do a lip flip, it won't curl back up. It forces that lip kind of downward and you really need to go in there and dissolve it. So it can be the same filler done a couple of multiple times, whether it's close together or far apart, or especially if you've had different fillers. At different times. Like mixing? Yeah, if, they, if they're if they doing different products. Do they not mesh well? Yeah, some don't like work and play well together. Okay. So sometimes we just need to separate them, put them in timeout for a while, <laughs> and then just come back together two weeks later. I get that. Probably like you as an injector, you were like, clear it out, get rid of it, swipe it clean, and then let's start fresh. That's right. Do, you ever, do people ever like have a problem with that? Or like, no, my lips are red. Yeah, they totally freak out. That you want to dissolve it? If they come in and they're not expecting that, they do totally freak out. I'm seeing this a lot in our injector groups where we discuss these things with each other. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is like, oh my gosh, guys, I had a patient come in today and I really need to dissolve her filler. And she kind of freaked out on me. She really doesn't want to have it done. She doesn't understand. She doesn't see what I'm seeing. And that's usually a big problem. So I thought, you know what? I need to let the public know. I need to give them an educational moment and Mm -hmm. do a show on removing the old lip filler. Mm -hmm. Out with the old, in with the new. We got rid of the warm colors. We're into the cool colors. 
And now we're into, we got rid of the old fillers. Now we're into the new fillers. How much of your business is made up of aesthetic and cosmetic medical procedures? Technology and innovation often work faster than the laws governing them and protecting you. Traditional male practice insurance often does not extend to new and innovative procedures. Don't wait until you have a problem to find this out. Endorsed by Cellular Medicine Association and happens to be the same insurance that Aesthetic Ann uses, Schroeder Coverage and their Medi Coverage has a plan that covers all of your procedures that you perform. You know that your patients are in good hands make sure that your practice is too. As a listener to this podcast, you'll have special access to MediCoverage's plans tailored to the procedures you perform today so you can keep innovating to bring your clients and patients the best experience tomorrow. Contact James Schroeder at Schroeder Coverage and schedule your personal consultation. James can be reached at 440-617-9010 or aestheticmalepracticeinsurance.com. Both of those things are in the description below. Thank you so much to our flagship sponsor Sir, y'all go check it out. Like I said, linked in the description below. Okay, so how do we move on from this? Because that is the reason. I kind of have to coach them through it, and it's not always easy. Um, if, if someone trusts me and they kind of get it right away, because there's a couple of things I can show them. Mm-hmm. I can put the mirror in front of them and show them some things that they hadn't really recognized or seen before. Happened to me, and I'm an injector. Mm-hmm. Um, but then others can be a little bit more stubborn. And it, like, there was this one, I got to the point where I was really asking myself, how do I not blurt out, your lips literally look like crap and I need to dissolve them because you've had too much filler over time and you can't move your mouth to hardly even speak. <laughs> but you can't really do that. So, you know, I just had to gently massage her and help her understand, uh, which she did. Mm-hmm. I didn't dissolve them that day. Some people also need a little bit of time to like soak and think on it. Sure. Especially if it's the first time they've come to see me. And I don't want to throw their prior injector under the bus. I don't want to tell them they did a bad job or they didn't know what they were doing because that's not always the case. Mm -hmm. This is just something new that in the last couple of years we've recognized needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And so we're starting to do it. And and now I just want patients to understand um, it doesn't mean, like I said, that the prior injector was bad. It just, it just means we kind of just need to clean up the lips and get some of the older filler out, whether we're using the same exact filler or not, um, especially if we're going to be using a different one, definitely a good idea to clear out the old. One thing that people don't realize is they can have product from five years ago that's still there. Really? Yeah. Even though they don't really see it, a lot of times I can feel it. Sometimes it'll migrate above the lip. Sometimes in my case, it will actually migrate to the inner epithelial tissue of the lip and the mouth. And so... Like what? Like the part of your lip that touches your teeth? Yeah, exactly. It'll go on the inside? Yeah. So it's still there, you just can't see it. Right, you can't see it. It's really not affecting the look of your lip, but you still need to kind of get rid of that. And even though we tell patients for lips, it will be there about 6 to 12 months, and then it's not there, that's not necessarily the case. The majority of it won't be there. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it can just kind of linger and... And it doesn't want the party to end. <laughs> and your body doesn't metabolize 100% of it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we kind of need to help it to go on home. The party's yeah. over. Yeah. 
So these injectors that have their clients on like six month schedules, like every six months call, they call and like, come in and get your filler. They're just like pumping them with more filler, whether they need it or not. They're just like assuming that it's dissolved. Yeah. Yeah. Some are assuming that it's dissolved. Sometimes it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when you're, when you have people on a call schedule or just a reminder or email or something for neurotoxins, that's fine because the neurotoxins do last like 12 to 16 weeks Mm -hmm. and you want to get them in and get that done. Neurotoxins kind of don't hang out and stay behind. Mm -hmm. Fillers tend to hang out and stay behind. So if, if you're on a schedule and think that you need to get your lips done, and we're talking specifically about lips here um, because it's a small space and, you know, cheeks, nasal labia folds, stuff like that don't seem to have this, the same issue. But if you're on a schedule of getting your lips done every six months, I would encourage you to like revisit that and really think if you need to have that done. And especially if you haven't had anyone dissolve your lips in the last probably three or four times that you've had it done, definitely think about having them dissolved. And the last reason that is really the most important reason to me is when you're going to different injectors and they're using different products. And then there's different techniques that really require kind of a more fresh canvas and you really don't want something that's left behind. Um, especially the, the Julie Horn technique where, or they call it the Russian lips or you know something like that. Not the Russian devil lips that we <laughs> saw <laughs> that was like the fake, but... You know, the big luscious lips, um, Mm -hmm. when you're going around the vermilion border and making all those different little injections and stuff, you really can't have any product left behind. So it definitely makes a big difference when you're talking about technique. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we all just need a good little reset every once in a while. Right. If you're having your jawline done, you're having your mid face, your cheeks done, it's not that big a deal that those are such large areas and those injections are, are deep and mm-hmm. you kind of really don't want, like, especially in mid face, you don't want to go completely back to baseline. Mm-hmm. You want to get your filler back in there before it completely goes away. So that's, so other parts of your face, you do want to build upon each other, right? Just not lips, just not lips. That's good to know. Right. Yep. Just lips. Oh, and also earlobes. What about earlobes? Well, you can get your earlobes done. They kind of kind of deflate over time. So which category does that fall in? The build upon or the dissolve? Every... No, that, that falls into the dissolve because you don't want to end up with gigantic earlobes that you can't see your nice earrings. Right. <laughs> right. You don't want big, you don't want built-in earrings. Right. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That would be awful. Yeah. So, and that's pretty much it for today's episode. It was super short. But, but knowledgeable. I Helpful. wanted to address it. It's really important. Um, just if your injector is suggesting that you start with a fresh canvas, whether it's your injector that you've seen for a long time, you've gone back over and over and over, or maybe you go see a new injector that has new eyes on you, don't freak out if they suggest dissolving your lip filler. It's not a bad idea. It's actually a really good idea. And if you have any questions about this or concerns, you, you can always DM us. That's right. DM us on Instagram at AestheticNRN. We are also on Facebook as AestheticNRN. Or for a more personal connection, you can always email us at AestheticNRN at gmail.com. 
Thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you share this with a friend or a coworker or someone who would enjoy it. Leave us a five-star review or DM us on Instagram for a voice memo. We will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.